Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Get to put a bow on the AFC beast, Andy. Um, this is a heck of a heck of a division. <laughs> I'm really excited we're getting this one uh, out of the way early because uh, it's really gotten kind of the the brain juices flowing about how the AFC will be ultimately shaped when the dust settles this year. Um, and huge, you know, huge part of championship equity. Uh, is going to be determined by who wins this division. Uh, and today it is Wednesday, so we are talking about uh, the two teams who are by market more likely to win the AFC East than the Patriots and the Dolphins, who we just talked about on Monday. Um, and uh, I think I am buyer beware about one of these teams. Yeah, a little. I'm a little buyer beware on both, and. One of them is probably just strictly price. And anybody just uh, joining audio and can't see that I'm somewhere else? Yeah, my audio might be a little less crisp. I'm going to be on a different mic today because uh, I was at the 3M Open, and it's a long way home. So I am – I already made this joke, but I'm reusing it anyway. I am going to be broadcasting from the most modal location in gambling Twitter history, my mother's basement. So I am, I am li- literally, literally in my mom's basement, but it's so hot out. Like, it's so cool down here. It's so nice. So apologize. Yeah, apologize. if. Uh, although we did some speed tests. I, I was proactive. I met up with producer Dan. He was great about meeting up a little early, double-checking the audio and video. Looks like we're good to go. I told my mom not to fucking watch Netflix and steal my bandwidth. I said you have to read a book. For the next two hours, yeah, she making you meatloaf. She made me. Uh, we had brats and uh, broccoli salad. It was a nice little, nice little dinner. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, and also, yeah, I could stay out in the basement all day. It's so cool down here. So, we will start with the. Yeah, Dan gets it. We will start with the the aforementioned Jets, and I don't remember if we did this on the air or off the air, but there was a little bit of. infighting amongst the three of us because we were somebody said well it'll be jets and patriots on monday and i'm like i think it was close and then and then drew i think you said like yeah maybe it is and then drew looked and then i changed my mind i think it said no the jets are worse than the dolphins in the market clearly there there's some sort of bias to the to the you know the aaron Rodgers signing because pretty much across the market there's not a big gap but that gap exists almost wholesale. The Jets are slightly better in the market, uh, even at bookmaker, to win this division. Again, we the, the I'm not sure we've had a two and a three that have had this narrow of a gap in quite a while. Like it's only a, yeah. a few points here, and I, I would agree with that. And I think just kind of burying we we already said buyer beware on both Drew on one and. Man, the when I took a step back and looked at that pricing today and gave it a good hard think, and did the old hypothetical, I have a hundred bucks that I'm going to hand to you in a a three fifty seven Magnum. I'm going to train on you here, and you have to make a bet. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the Dolphins at the price. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't quite get there with the Pats. And truthfully, I think value wise, it's it's there. I'm not saying I'm going to make that bet, but 
Um, uh, between the two, you know, the the roster did look pretty good to me if everything works out because that's the big question we're going to ask yourself here, Drew. Will everything work out the way that Salah, the Johnsons, and everybody in that uh, front office in New York slash New Jersey thinks? So if you want to take us away with some 2022 recap. Yeah, um, I'll get, I got a crazy, crazy one for you, man. Even though I have a great, great, great vibes about this Jets defense. <clears throat> well, the best vibes. I have the Jets overall roster fourth in this division. And I am borderline concerned about this offense for reasons that we will get into. Um well, and yeah, is, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I, th- I think we're going to be in agreement on a couple of with, This is with the clear and most obvious upgrade on paper at the quarterback position that any team uh, executed in the balance of the season. And really, like the Jets overall, looking at their roster turnover, and we'll get to that too. I mean, there are a lot of names who took snaps for this team who were not retained. I mean, they all stunk, uh, so I get why. Uh, you know. like, yeah, Mike, Mike White, not on this team. We've been over that. <laughs> yeah, there was guys who were even, you know, Joe Flacco. You know, there, there, were a guy, there were guys who really did not perform who, uh, you know, who were on the roster last year who are no longer on the roster. And, and yes, they had uh, the biggest net improvement in roster because of the additions of some of the um, – the known quantities, uh, although one of the additions that I like the most and Chuck Clark shoring up the safety position, not going to take snap for these guys. So, um, yeah, the Jets are an interesting case. Uh, and you are correct. Uh, the difference in imply or break even win probability between the Jets and the Dolphins is one percent. Uh, Jets expected to win the AFC East 28 percent of the time. Dolphins 27 percent of the time. Eh. That's the dead heat. Um, both relatively far behind the uh, um, the Buffalo Bills, who are the favorite. And, you know, it's a good kind of um, – it's a good – I, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, it's a good kind of gut check because I've heard a lot of people be like, well, man, people are out on the Bills this year. Like, oh, so is it is, – have people sold too much on the Bills? The Bills' expected win probability of this division is forty-five percent, guys. That's yeah, still... uh, almost twice as like they're almost twice as likely by market to win this division than these second and third choice. So we can all kind of cool our jets a little bit here. Yeah, um, I, I think the the actual and we maybe I'll leave this. I'll leave this because we're going to talk about the Bills later. But uh, yeah, I have a I have a take on that as well. I thought about that a lot today, <laughs> and I I almost not that we need more content. Uh, we we can always do more. Maybe this is just something I whipped together in an article form or like a really quick 10-minute podcast where I go full micro-machines. But the most jarring thing, and I think it's because we consume so much shit and so much gets pushed out of my mind, the most jarring thing about these previews when I'm prepping for it is like how much I forgot about last year. Like, oh, my God, I forgot about that game. Or, oh, my God, like I forgot that we started the season without – Zach Wilson. Like I'd, I'd completely forgotten he was injured off the bat. I'm like, Oh yeah. And then like that Flacco game in week two or week three, where, where they were dead to rights. And truthfully, like there probably is a little too much hype around the jets. Um, that said, there can be too much hype. If Rogers works out, it doesn't matter because 
the step up from like a 30th ranked quarterback room to top 10 slash maybe top five, that can overcome a lot of bullshit. But yeah, looking, looking back at the 2022 season, uh, Zach Wilson was on the mend and it was, uh, uh, it looked like it was going to be worse. It turned out to just be that meniscus tear Flacco started the year. And then, yeah, that, the, that was kind of our like Garrett breakout game too. He had a couple touchdowns. They were down by a couple scores with like two minutes. Scored, onside kick, which never works. Score again, win the game. And they kind of started the season a little hot. Zach Wilson came back and they they still didn't lose right away. Um, the next week with him, they got to face Skyler. We've had this conversation so many times about teams that had Miami on the schedule. I feel like we haven't talked about a team that had to play Miami at full strength yet. Every time we bring up someone's last game with Miami, it's like, well, that was a Skylar Teddy game, or that was this. And, it, you know, they beat Miami because they, that was a that was a Skylar game. It wasn't good. But then they went and beat the pack at Lambeau, and I, I understand where Rodgers was. And, you know, there's that finger injury. We'll get to that as well. Like, that was a nice win. You beat the Broncos because the Broncos just weren't a team that scored any points, and that was uh, just a gloriful, gloriful <laughs> under. I mean, that, that game obviously sailed under, but then it kind of started to unravel because Breeze tears his ACL there. Mm-hmm. The next game, you get a, a kind of an ugly one. You get all the interceptions, and then somehow I still haven't made sense of that Buffalo game. A lot of that is, and this is what we'll discuss a little too, there was some turnovers in, uh, you know, in in these Buffalo games. That just Buffalo in general, I think that was something that held them back a little. And then they had their bye, and shit got real ugly. We talked about this a little off the air. They had the no touchdown game where it was three three late, and everybody who had like no touchdown scored was getting excited and uh, punt return touchdown to win the, game. <laughs> the Patriot. Like, I believe there was – I'll have to double-check. I believe there was under a minute left when that punt return touchdown won the game, which is – the Patriots were the Seahawks last year, apparently. Yeah. They had a lot of crazy endings. Yeah. And then and then you end up – Wilson gets benched, and what happens every time Mike White takes the field for the first time? He comes in, plays a bad team, drops 30 points, which was – you know, that's the Mike White experience. Yep. And then, you know, the next week you lose to Minnesota, you lose to Buffalo – Week and then this was the fun one we discussed, and maybe more egregious than what I'm about to say. After this, they only scored 17 on Detroit, and that was a team that could be had. That was a team that could be had. That that Detroit team next week went out and gave up 37 to like Carolina. Yeah, which <laughs> you bet they did. <laughs> and late late in that game, Zach Wilson threw short right to CJ Uzuma for one yard, and that was a touchdown. After he had a run play for a touchdown called back, he was short. Um, that was the last touchdown they would score yeah. since. Yeah. They played three three more games after that. <laughs> they had five scoring drives in those three games. They were all five mm. field goals. And those were some tough, yeah, tough to watch games. And it was it was a really this is a team, you know, like I said, even though some of the wins were a little fluky, they were in a position to go to the playoffs last year, probably well ahead of schedule, which was fun. And then, you know, that second half couldn't have been any fun. And then, you know, if you're a Jets fan, that kind of gets wiped out of your memory. Who gives a shit about that second half? Yeah. We're not, 
we're not having to deal with this Zach Wilson debacle anymore. And you have the, I mean, is there a bigger? No, I mean, mm. it would have to be another quarterback. There's yeah. not a bigger no, delta at, 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 at win probability per game, EPA per play, anything you want to use than, you know, trading up from Flacco White Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be something, but like you said, the roster, uh, the roster had some turnover and I want to hear your opinion. on I like your opinion on a lot of it because you do a good job of, you know, grading <laughs> the, uh, the positional groups with the changes. Well, I just want to go back to the futility late in the season for this offense. You know, when you're when you're struggling to score a touchdown in a game, when you're putting together one, two, three scoring drives in the matter of you know a few weeks, um, you know who I think of immediately who can fix that situation with their offensive scheme and play calling? Nathaniel Hackett. You Kirk know, I, no, no, <laughs> Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, no, like, like the idea that uh, Nathaniel Hackett was the choice to fix this offense overall is uh, mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> that one's gonna be tough. Uh, and if he proves me wrong, because he's got some synergy with Aaron Rodgers, then I will eat my my you know, I'll eat my crow salad or whatever. But um, I, 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 I talk. You I know, what, what do you think? Negative. Yeah. What, what do you think Yikes. drove that decision the most? Was it just the we think this is the Rogers bait we need because the track record he's had? Obviously, even let's throw out throw out the head coaching when he's called plays as an <laughs> offensive coordinator in other spots. Jags. It wasn't. You got to go back to Bortles. Jags. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And some of those teams, we do have to give them quite a bit mm-hmm. of benefit of the doubt because of the you know the the players he had on those rosters. Yeah. And that was, that was was so long ago. Like even if he rolls out the best of the best of that stretch, like it's still a very different NFL now. Um, So yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to justify that, but at the same time, it's not like an impressive resume. Yeah. And it got worse with the Denver stuff. Yeah. Um, I think you did a great job recapping 2022. uh, And it kind of goes to, it, it falls directly in the bucket of like, how much the sequencing of events colors your perception of teams really because does. because Andy last year by any measure from from preseason expectation to what you got that was a success <laughs> like no like, and I, I, th- I th- do you think, think the awards I, the awards yeah. you know they won they won both rookie of the year <laughs> Sala was being talked about as coach of the year for yeah. a bit I think I think that colors your expectations like well, this is a team that had both rookie of the years. They they hit their win yeah. total. Like this was Dude, a good year. I it don't know this for start. sure. It was a good first half. Yeah, I don't know this for sure, but I think oh. they might have been the first win total over to cash because they got they yeah. got to six wins by week nine. Yeah, their <laughs> win total was yeah. like four and a half, five and a half, five and a half wins. Yeah, they they were one of the bigger overachievers last year, guys. I think probably them in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, them and up. yeah, them in yeah. Seattle had to be two of the first ones to catch. Yeah, and then that's a good Seattle probably was right in that mix too. Maybe both of them like around week eight, week nine. Um, but it was week nine that the Jets logged their sixth win. They were six and three. They were in the playoff mix. Like they had a wild card spot. You know, solid grip on it. They beat the just Fuck, beat the we're, Bills. We're talking, they just we beat the talking, Bills. Yeah. Drew, we were talking division. 
Oh, sure. Sure. We were tired. Oh, is there going to be a home game in the middle? Of this? Wow. Um, no, it was, uh, it was really something to start the season. Um, and I think the, the first sign of trouble was that Patriots loss. Um, because that was the game where Zach Wilson had, a you know, la- last year was ultimately going to be ultimately, you know, determined a success or a failure based on the development of Zach Wilson more than any other, any other kind of measure, forget making your win total, forget almost getting a playoff spot, forget taking a step forward, you know, when, you know, total winning, you know, wins is for your franchise. Uh, if you didn't, if, if Wilson was a failure, then you had a problem because this is now how many quarterbacks in a row? Wilson, Darnold, Darnold. Uh, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going in order, but Geno Smith, Sanchez, uh, Chad Pennington. I, I mean, uh, you know, like the list of guys that, you know, Chad Pennington probably maybe the most successful of the guys that he just wrecked. I was going to say, off, but Sanchez probably was from a team standpoint, but he just happened to be there at the right time. For that, yeah, right place, that, right that, time. That, that, that defense, yeah. yeah. And Rex Ryan in, in, uh, in a you know having a having a moment, um, you had a couple of years of Fitzpatrick in there. You had a year with McCown. Uh, you had a, a Brett Favre year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has been lean pickings in terms of quarterbacks you could really uh, get behind in uh, in the Meadowlands. Uh, and so you know that was sort of the entire prism through the you know the way that the team was viewed last season forget about all the young draft picks you had showing up and kicking ass forget about uh you know again you know having a stretch of winning football and beating some of your divisional opponents the the um the real trouble i think was that week 8 game where you lost to the patriots 22-17 your defense kept you in that game and Zach Wilson took you out of it and some of his specific play in that game was like inexcusable. Like there were times where he was creating, you know, he was, he was, he was eluding pressure in the pocket. He was rolling out and he just threw like a, what the fuck kind of looked like a throwaway that got picked. And you're like, okay, it, this is the time of year. This is the time of your progression where you, where the game should be slowing down for you. And it is not, that is a problem. And they lucked into, you know, the win the next week against the Bills, went to their bye. And then it was basically, you know, the, the pressure and the commentary about Zach Wilson never slowed down. And he rolled downhill from there into the getting benched. Um, he lost the locker room, too, if I remember correctly. He came out after a bad game. It might have been that Patriots game. And they were like, you take any responsibility for this? And he's like, no. And then it was that, you know, that combined with the actual performance was, um, you know, was like, oh, 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 like, and, you know, this team might be a hot sell. Um, it's still amazing to me looking at some of their, uh, you know, their, their win loss against the, the, the spread. They just finished eight and nine against the spread. Um, they did not cover down the stretch in addition to losing. Uh, and that said, the, the market never quit on these guys, Andy. Uh, did you know that they were favored in their last four games? They were favored against the Lions. This I'm not making this up. The market closed no. Jets favored against the Lions, favored against the Jags, favored against the Seahawks, and favored against the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins was Skylar Thompson, I believe. But the other four teams were in the playoff hunt, and the Jets were favored over them. Oh, oh. 
What? what? And what? Mar- the market I, I, was on psychedelics that Aaron Rodgers adopted. What? How, what like how I in the world? The Dolphin scheme is a good. Here's why. Uh, we mentioned the Jets did not oh, score. I got a, I got a correction or retraction. There were three and a half point dogs to the Dolphins. My bad. I, I knew that because we talked about it on Monday. But the three games in a row against playoff teams in your favor. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nobody, nobody scored a touchdown. We did get our no touchdown game with the Jets eventually. Took to week 18. <laughs> part of it, you know, a part of it was the ascension of that defense. The defense was very good. You know, like I mentioned, it's embarrassing to only put up 17 against the Jet or the Lions, but they held the Lions to a reasonable amount of points. They all those games they lost, you know, they they held those offenses to reasonable amounts of points. Even the Vikings, who by all you know, that was it, mm-hmm. US Bank, and that was a very, very good offense. They held them, you know, they held them to 27. They had a you know a sniff mm-hmm. at winning that game. They obviously the Bears offense wasn't much to you know talk about, but they you know that they didn't let the Patriots offense score more than three. That's the thing that gave up three points as a defense. He lost that game. It, it's like what we said when we did Denver. Like eventually this defense is going to be fucking sick of it. Like you know they <laughs> yeah were, some of them some Denver. of them might have been out there for that special teams play, but like man we let up three points today and we lost the game, guys. <laughs> yeah, so. Dude. And these and you you think you nailed it. The Jets were Denver East. Yeah. They were five and twelve to the under. And now, and now they have Hackett. <laughs> now they, they want to be De- they want to be Denver so bad. They, they wouldn't got, got Hackett. So all right, let's uh oh, let's great. talk let's talk they about got, some ha- of the- they got Hackett and they and they and they recruited and pulled a career old quarterback from another team. Who's coming off of an unimpressive season? Who does cringe content? Who does cringe content? Not like what? What is happening here? Uh, I like do. I feel like yeah. I feel like I'm on ayahuasca. Um, we got right. a freaky Friday. So yeah, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about some of the changes outside of the quarterback. Okay. Um, yep. And you can go over that. And and this is. This is one of the biggest things when you said, you know, I'm looking at this roster and I rate it fourth in the division. I struggle to have them behind New England in some spots. But if Garrett Wilson is your true number one, which he is, that you do lack a you do lack something at the two and the three. And granted, it's that's that's tough to stomach when. You know, we, yeah. we've seen this where, hey, Rogers' win was Rogers at his best. It was when he had Devontae. He needs a, a true, true number one. And Garrett Wilson was great, but it's it was one year. We've seen we've seen flashes of the man. You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, well, I, I think he was great for, you know, hey, you don't have a whole lot of else. yeah, sure, sure. He and was you, yeah. you are you are going to be leaned on. So if you know if, if he regresses at all it's kind of a bad wide receiver room. And then, you know, uh, another thing about Rogers, I just mentioned when was he great with Devonta, like over the last few seasons, it's been, despite the injuries, he's had pretty good protection. He's getting a downgraded offensive line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know that he's getting some huge, you know, if Garrett Wilson plays at a level he did last year, He's getting an overall upgrade, but the depth at wide receiver isn't great. 
but you know, you're probably getting a downgrade at, at offensive line. And I mean, there's still some flux there today. Yeah. There are news coming out there. There's, there's a lot of questions to be answered about this offensive line as a whole uh, before we even get to the season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's go over personnel changes. Um, amazingly, <laughs> 11 of the guys the, the Jets elected not to bring back this year are still out of the league. That's the highest number I've ever seen for any of these teams as we've gone through this exercise. They had that 11 says, guys. <laughs> so that says you made the right decision, but also says, like, what was he doing in your roster last year? Yeah, why was he on your roster? Uh, it may be, I forget, did James Robinson get signed? Maybe it is 10, but whatever the case is, there are a number yeah, of yeah, guys. True. Running backs are getting signed left and right right now. Okay, well, there are a number might, of guys he might that, be did a not, team, honestly. that did not get, I think he might be too. I feel like I saw somebody signed him uh, as a fight. And actually, you know what? It might have been the Giants before they got the uh, sack deal done. Um, the, uh, the, um, but yeah, there was a, there were a bunch of guys that, uh, that didn't, uh, didn't get retained, uh, of the guys that you lost to matter, uh, Sheldon Rankins, I got a fine score for him. Uh, I think that was a little bit of being in Quinn and Williams shadow more so than Rankins being a guy. Uh, he is now in Houston, I think as a backup, um, you lose Nate Herbig, who was not very good. Uh, he is now depth in Pittsburgh at the offensive line position. Um, uh, that and Elijah Moore, I think, is worth mentioning just because I think overall, um, you are talking about a downgrade to your skill position group from last year to this year. Um, because your additions were Alan Lazard, who is already a question mark about availability, Randall Cobb, who is his best years were in 2016 or so uh and Nicole hardman uh who if he couldn't make it work with pat mahomes in kansas city i'm not sure he makes it work here um so i think overall what? the skill if position he can make it here <laughs> if he can if he can make it here though he can make it anywhere um all right man uh the other additions worth mentioning after chuck clark went down they immediately went out and grabbed adrian amos i think they recognized that they could not have a weak link in their system and their safeties were already the weakest part of their defense because otherwise it is a studded unit um and uh yeah i mean the big question really is just who are you getting in terms of an Aaron Rodgers? Are you getting a guy that has a ceiling that is two years ago's MVP candidate, or are you getting a guy that is on the decline because the game is continuing to evolve and a lot of what he does specifically has been taken away? Uh, and he knows, you know, not, not especially willing to take chances with young skill position groups down the field. That's kind of been his M.O. I guess let me ask you a, just a general opinion question of Rodgers, because this is kind of where it all revolves around your thoughts about the Jets this season and starting out and your offseason, your real your read on their offseason grade. What is your reflection on the two MVP seasons that he had? Uh, in whatever it was, 21 and 20, I guess 20 and 21. Um, do those sit with, well with you that he was the best player in the NFL in those years? Or was he just kind of by default because he was the most well-known guy and he was winning the most games in a shitty NFC? A little, little column A, little column B, I guess, Drew. But, you know, it was it was still really good numbers. And it's funny because, and I hate 
trying to be predictive or prescriptive, especially using something like this. But one of those was the fuck you year. Where he was yeah, mad. sure. And like he, he is, you know, one of those where it's like, can't you try hard all the time? Do you need to be mad at someone to like be good? It's crazy. Like, why don't, why don't you just give your best? But, you know, and he, he is kind of in that spot again. So yeah. I mean, maybe we get, we get a little of that. I think the biggest takeaway of, I'd like to talk more about the year in between. And yeah. I don't know, maybe under under the radar a little bit is the, the thumb injury. I mean, it, and he could have been leaning on that a little heavier, but it made it sound like he was playing with a broken thumb for quite a while. And I mean, it's still. Well, then, then you should have beat the Lions and punched your ticket to the playoffs. Yeah, I was happy they didn't. I was um, happy they didn't also, but that's kind of. I know, of, I know, you know, but it is it. It maybe does go look at the accuracy numbers. Like the accuracy stuff goes down because you're not gripping the ball same because your thumb is broke for three quarters of a season. Like that checks out, and at the same time. He didn't like his receivers. He didn't want to hang out with him. He didn't like make an effort to work with them early on. They were young and needed that to get better. So the offense struggled because of it. He didn't yeah. seem engaged and he had injury and he threw for like 3,500 yards. There's like 10 teams that would love to have a guy that, hey, this we guarantee you'll have a quarterback that plays all year and throws for. 3,500 yards. And it's crazy because yeah. it's just, it's such a down year for him. But I mean, if he's fully healthy and he has the right attitude and the, the play calling isn't the, the, my, I'm not concerned about Rogers. I'm concerned about the system sure. and the depth, the depth at wide receiver and people working with the kind of quarterback he is. Okay. Um, well, like, and and I, I think I'm more worried about Hackett bringing him down than him not being able to get back to at least he doesn't have to get an MVP season for the Jets to be good. He has to get to like 80, 90% of, you know, maybe not even yeah. 90, 80%. And, of and really, just his specific DNA of not turning it over might be enough. Because, like, yeah, I'm, I, feel I like Zach Wilson, the turnover worthy balls were heavy. Yeah, so I I knew this one before I even asked you, and you know you look at EPA completion percentage over expectation charts from oh you know twenty and twenty one like he stands out like with the bullet like he was the yeah. best by those measures, but reflecting on it in the hindsight with last year's data, I feel like he was in the right place at the right time in a week time for quarterbacks otherwise. And had one of the best, you know, generational receiver in his prime and kind of easy schedules, you know, bad division and bad conference generally. Um, Because like in 2020 and 2021, like I don't think Aaron Rodgers was keeping coordinators up late at night. They weren't scheming ways of we need to figure out how to stop Aaron Rodgers. I don't remember any playoff games where I was like, God, dude, what are they going to, I don't know how they're going to stop Rodgers. I mean, God, like, you know, for whatever it's worth, like he was good and steady and low risk, which I think kept his ceiling lower, but his, you know, statistical profile looks great on paper. And he specifically, 
manipulated it to a degree by what he was doing at the quarterback position and where he was taking chances on the field. And, uh, you know, I think it limited the Packers ability to ultimately succeed in a way that I think I'm, I just, is the, his, his on paper resume, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really, you know, kind of check out measure up with what I think, uh, you know, really was going on during this period of time. And so seeing last year where he was in the twenties was, is, is twenties expected going forward? No, but I think, you know, his, his, it's pretty clear right now that his distribution ought to be centered in like the 10 to 12 range and the yes, upper end of it is the key question, right? If you're going to bet Jets anything, you need to think about what is the upper end of his distribution look like. And I think with this skill position group, with this offensive line, with this offensive coordinator, I mean, his ceiling has got to be eight, but maybe even that's giving him too much credit. I don't know. My, my range is eight to 12. And okay. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that's all on him. Part of that is, you know, and this is applied to any, any position you're going to grade and rate and make a ranking for is there's just some guys. He's not going to leapfrog if they don't get hurt. Like, you're not bad. There's like five guys that are cemented into the top five for me. So like, you know, it's, it's even if we can get to a spot where we're close to 2021 kind of in that range, I'm not so sure that's a better season than what we see from a full year of Burrow, obviously a full year of Mahomes, even, even, uh, you know, the, the stat wise, at least maybe not on the, on the wins and losses, but a full year of uh, Justin Herbert. Like there's just, too many good young quarterbacks. So like eight, this is, and this is the problem with doing rankings, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, when we talk about tiers and somebody was talking about tiers the other day and they said like, you know, Mahomes should have his own tier, of course, because yeah. what he does. Absolutely. And so that, that leaves the guy at second. We will we'll always do this. Like what's the distance between second and third? What's the distance? You know, it's, it's the Scotty Scheffler thing. Like, Hey, Scotty's first in a lot of things. But if you actually look at a chart, he's first in it by so much that it's <laughs> sadistic that he's only won twice all year, didn't get a major. And it's the same, it's the same kind of thing where if he's eighth in the league, that's really good. You know, be, yeah. because yeah. you know, in, unless there's some unless there is some weird massive gap, because I, I think his ceiling when we say it's eighth is one thing, but his ceiling being within, you know. 10% yeah. of those top five guys, that's different to me. And that's, that's enough. That's absolutely yeah. enough to the issue. And we'll, we're, you know, that's the next tab. Yeah. The issue is yeah. probably the schedule. Yeah. Because yeah, if, if he's, if he's in striking distance of Josh Allen and Tua, which is what eighth would be, then the defense is good enough for them to win enough games to win this division. I think. Oh yeah. Um, I just am low probability that he hits the upper end of his distribution and i'm low ceiling with what that actually is with this group i i think yeah there's a if if he's fully healthy and you know uh, the offensive scheme isn't completely shit he has a pretty narrow distribution like he is oof. Yeah. I threw up a little in my mouth there, but he's Kirk Cousins, man. Like, <laughs> kind of. I mean, is it, yeah. he is. He's he's 4,500 yards. He's 30 touchdowns. And you shake hands on that because you're the New York Jets fans. Yeah, right. Oh, holy shit, 4,500 yards. That's uh, yeah. Zach Wilson thrown for that in his career. 
Yeah. Uh, any intangible you want to mention about Aaron Rodgers for this season? Um, Weight loss, a, mental, anything? He does have the drug thing. Um, <laughs> not that I, not that I don't. You take drugs, Aaron. Good boy. Um, he. <laughs> He seems to have mellowed a little at his age, which maybe isn't a good thing. I like yeah. fired up Rodgers. Like the most annoying thing about you know, you, you talk about coordinators scheming, staying up at night, planning for him. The plan is don't be in a close game late. Because <laughs> and there's no game plan for what he's doing on these. Oh, I went through my whole progression. You defended my whole progression well. Now I'm rolling out to the pocket, and Devontae Adams is, you know, if you did the squig, the skeddy chart of where he ran on the field, he just ran like 90 yards, and suddenly he's found a seam, and, you know, this is a 25-second long play somehow, and you're fucked. Like, that. that's, that's what's, you know, that was the worst part about betting against him, I'm sure playing against him. It's like what he was able to do out of structure, how he – I mean, how he uh, – uh, Brinson talked about this. I listened to it, uh, Brinson's Jets pod a few days ago or whenever it was, um, and he talked about – I don't remember the wide receiver. He had an interview with the wide receiver. This is great. Brinson, good football follow. Obviously, you guys know that. He's been on the pod. But he did an interview with the receiver – and this was a Packers receiver, and he said, like, Rodgers made us work on that, where when he broke out of the pocket like that, we had a second route. He's like, you had a – and it was a come, you know, it was coming back usually, but it's like it wasn't just schoolyard football. Like, that was a plan. That was something we put together, and that's why that was so effective like that. Yeah. And his his fiery attitude and his ability to do that on a structure, which yeah. apparently was halfway structured anyway, that's what makes, you know that's what's made him so dangerous. And obviously, his really really good decision making, like you mentioned, yeah. that that's the biggest delta in this whole season is like how many balls that are going to be thrown that have a high probability of being a turnover is going to go way way down because he he just doesn't do that. He's really good at throwing a ball away when he knows. You know, things aren't – I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to turn this into something. This has to stop. I'm going to live to fight another day. He's, he's really good at risk calculation in split-second timing. Okay. And I, 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 that, and that's where I'm, I'm saying, like, I can't see him being worse than the 10th best quarterback. Okay. Like my, okay. Range, my range is probably, like, 8 to 10, and he's, you know, he's in 8 to 10, like, 99% of the time. Yeah, I'm in like okay. That's oh, uh, that's fair. It, it, that is completely oh, fair. Um, if he, let's if talk he about falls the rest to the bottom of your time. range, yeah. If he falls to the bottom of your range, it's about the line. It's the offensive line we're going to talk about. Yeah, so that's that's where we want to go now with the rest of the roster. On paper, this defense overall number three, uh, hurt by the Chuck Clark absence because that now makes your defensive backfield from number one to number two. <laughs> you have Sauce Gardner, who is like. Like, I mean, uh, it's it's impossible to overstate the degree to which he was the most impressive player from expectation to performance last year in the entire NFL. Yeah, it's like you're you're top three corner now. Now, top two. Now, I think he's him and Patrick Sertan. Both guys are super young, by the way. Um, But those are 
Those are your top two corners. And you know, the old saying and the old expectation was if you're a young corner coming to this league, like you're going to get your ass cooked for a couple of years before you figure it out. And he not only had it in year one, he had it so, so, so uh, successfully that they just stopped throwing at him. (laughs) Like it was, he he was just just getting zero target share by the end of the season because there was no point. Uh, The rest of the defensive roster is awesome. Um, I, you know, he, you know, D, you know, relatively high grade for me on DJ Reed, relatively high grade for me on, uh, on Michael Carter, not like, not especially great, I guess. Actually, both these guys, now that I look at it, are just good, not great. Um, safety, uh, Jordan Whitehead, good, not, not great. Um, but the front seven, uh, is pretty outstanding, anchored by Quentin, uh, Quentin Williams, uh, who obviously just got paid. Uh, I played a little bit of him defensive player of the year in the 28 to one range, which I'm having a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, you know, wishy-washy thoughts on I, but his leap from year through two to three was so great uh, that it kind of tracks with like the Aaron Donald type of leap where he was just all of a sudden the best defensive player in football, clearly. Uh, and, you know, with the ad, you know, with the way interior defensive linemen are being, utilized in today's uh today's yeah. game i think he's a huge factor cj mosley i have a, an a, an outstanding grade on at off ball linebacker um and i think just overall there's no real clear ways to take advantage of any of these players uh because i think a lot of sala as a defensive coordinator i like his concepts i like his uh his vision and they have they they have the exact front seven pass rush that is really deep like wave after wave of young guys coming. Um, they took a flyer on a reclamation project in Solomon Thomas. They drafted Will McDonald with their first overall pick. They have Jermaine Johnson yeah, well, well, coming Will in. McDonald, Will McDonald is like starting in a lot of places. It's like, yeah. oh shit, we need to plug this guy in. It's like, yeah. you're a rotational guy. Yeah, it. it was all these guys. Jermaine Johnson earn, is. Earn uh, your snaps. Yeah, so like the reserves of big bodies is set up in exactly the way that Sala succeeded in, in San Francisco with ability to rotate guys in have fresh legs in there the whole time and get an effective pass rush based on scheme uh you and just the, just good strong you know good warm bodies um, you saw the same thing in philly like yeah it's very it's yeah. very you know uh, yeah. you, you see all oh, the defense needs to take a time out here when a, when they're running a quick offense because both your dns are just gassed it just doesn't happen when you have seven of them rotating through mm-hmm. uh, as far as your pass rush so all right uh Anything else yeah. off season before we get to schedule? We are forty two minutes deep on the Jets. So that's okay. Much. That's okay. The, we, so we needed to, to unpack here. all that Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, I have their skill position group twenty fifth in the NFL, worst in your division. I have your uh, interior offensive line twenty fourth in the NFL, worst in your division. I have your O line overall twenty seventh in the NFL, worst in your division. So the supporting cast around Aaron Rodgers uh, is bad. It's like it's like add all that up. It's bottom ten, maybe bottom five. Combine that with Nathaniel Hackett, and I think that is really where the vision went sideways for these guys this year. Now, I will say the skill position group, because there are so many young guys, they could take steps forward, sure. Like, Garrett Garrett Wilson could break out in year two and be like, whoa. Like, he's in the conversation with the other offensive rookie of the years, like Jamar Chase and, you know, and company. But I'm buyer beware on him just because I feel like he won it by default to a degree. And, you know, the, the New York in general, the New York bump he got last year. Yeah, there year was wasn't, the wasn't a quarterback to compete against. And 
a lot of the other wide receivers just didn't get target shares, yep. didn't get the time. And yeah, and yeah, it, it is there has been a bit of this. And you know, Justin Jefferson almost likely certainly joins that group of offensive rookie of the years that that jumped up and took a huge leap. It just you can't not give it to Justin Herbert that year. Of course. Like, of course. fuck me, those numbers were wild. So it's yeah, th- there could be another yeah. big step forward. Like that's the that's the biggest part to me was the depth wasn't there. Eventually you knew that was your, your one read and you had the three headed monster of Flacco white Wilson doing it. Like if, if that unlocked what we saw last year, especially from just like touchdown standpoint, like maybe, maybe the guy has a, a pretty high ceiling. We don't even know about. Sure. He made There's some good plays. Of, I just think he's on a clear tier below some of the other young, good wide receivers. Yeah. There, there's a lot of upside. We just, it's it's not guaranteed kind of upside, you know. Yeah. We 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 do need to see it. We you know, Brees Hall might never be good again. There are guys that just don't come back from that injury. As it, it's in years in the recent years, it's been easier to come back. I don't know if they're getting better at the surgery. I doubt that. It's more of people are getting better at the rehab and figuring out how to get them to where they need to be right away again. Okay. Imagine yeah. if Bo Jackson lived now. Jesus, <laughs> Bo Jackson's alive. If Bo Jackson played now, uh, that what he would have right. done after coming. In back. total, but I like, gotta, I gotta yeah, give yeah. the, yeah, we gotta give the Jets a B, just because the offensive coordinator hire was suspect and they didn't do enough with the offensive line and the skill position group, and really they did too much to accommodate Rodgers in that regard. Like, be your own decision makers and go get guys who are good. Don't just get guys who are friends with Aaron Rodgers. Stupid. Anyway, let's look at the schedule. Yeah, I'd, I'd, C is deserved, but you can't get a C when you add a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, I said so. B. I said B. No, that's what I'm saying. I oh, want to oh, get oh, C. Oh, 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 I see. I, just, I, I can't, I I can't I do it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay. Um, schedule's tough. Schedule's tough. Starts tough and soft. Maybe that actually sets gonna, up for... Yeah, that's the betting plan. I mean, coming... Yeah. I mean, well ahead of time, I had this one in Bach. It was like, there's no reason to bet the Jets now. Yeah. Unless you were, unless you were a true believer that they're going to come into that buy with a winning record, I mean, yeah. what what are your what are your odds that they are four and four? I feel like they'd have to be four and two there for them to have lower odds than they have right now. Because three and three feels pretty modal, and honestly, three and three feels maybe you know, yeah, maybe like maybe a win because so, that is that's a if, fucking yeah. tough start. The first six, the first six weeks, there is no tougher schedule of opposing defenses, and the gap between them and the next toughest is a big one. They they are really, really, really going to have a tough time taking off this season, uh, and you know, and there's the, only two road games. That's the thing, dude. It's, yeah, it's, it's four, rough. Four out, four out of four out of six are home games. Yeah, and I still like you have. The two teams that were in the Super Bowl, you have one of the best defenses in the league from last year. You have Dallas, who you know tragically underperforms, but they won't be hurt yet. Actually, they have an injury <laughs> today. They had Didn't an injury they? today. Who got hurt? Yeah. Got, oh, I saw the, the safety. Yeah, it was one of their safety. Yeah, he got safety got carted off. And then Buffalo, which is nothing to sneeze at nor start at. Like you're you know, New England. You're praying New England doesn't have this figured out because otherwise, uh, are you a favorite? You know, because 
if you you know if you make it through that first stretch and you're like one and three, are you actually favored on the road at Denver? That's that's probably coming down. You know, are, are you favored? Yeah, you're against, right. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, you, might, right. you might you might close. You know, you might close as a favorite one time out of the first six games, which is sucks. But if we believe in this team, boy, that there's is a, nice a <laughs> There's a soft spot at the at the, uh, nice the end of the spot. rainbow. Here. Well, let me ask you: uh, what week five? Nathaniel Hackett heads back to uh, get a little oh, revenge on the Denver game. Broncos. Yeah, a little revenge game for uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, what's the fair total there? Like fifteen? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take the Jets Jets team total under three and a half for the first half. You're, it's like it's like yeah the the team totals are gonna be like uh, when you're betting you know the Citadel versus Bama. Uh, yeah, I mean even not joking like that, just, that might close under forty. Oh, it should probably yeah, pro- probably would, should like thirty thirty eight and a half thirty nine. You know yeah. I haven't seen they get healthy, but those are some sick defenses, and you know who, who knows where we're at because that's the other thing that kept coming up in basically everything I read, everything I listened to, any Jets content I took in. Hackett's offense is complicated, and it takes a while. And you have a very <laughs> smart quarter. Like I, we can shit on Aaron and his drugs and his weirdness and dating witches and losing too much weight and looking like a, the kind of guy who has to introduce himself to all his neighbors when he moves. But he is a smart person and he will absorb that. He's going to be fine, but they have a lot of youth and they have a lot of question marks at skill positions and you don't have strong, like, Hey, you're my number two, no matter what. Like there's a lot of ambiguity between two and four at the wide receiver. So it, it, it might take a little while to, implement this offense as a whole so i'm not very hopeful like what one in five is in the cards absolutely yes and at that point you're not making your win total sorry you may have a nice finish to your season and maybe it's the opposite of last year where you don't make your win total but we remember down the stretch you looked pretty good aaron Rodgers, he he took he, he, he took he gave back some salary he wants you to make some additions at the offensive line of wide receivers and we're gonna build on the success even though they don't make their win total and they don't really threaten for the division and they don't really uh you know not really in the playoff picture but yeah there'll be some times to bet this team down the stretch for sure um don't love that sort of the weaker games in their schedule there's a little bit of a disadvantage for them like the at vegas game uh the at denver game you know they're they're traveling a lot and um you know it's it's uh it's it's not ideal uh how many oh they're playing fuck, they're in prime time a lot oh boy oh no this has real whiffs of denver last year <laughs> oh boy oh, oh boy yeah they, well you get aaron Rodgers, you're gonna get six seven you know they'll probably get flexed into it. Like, what if Miami's really good? That yeah. that Sunday game where sure. it's week fifteen, like Dang. that's right when you start flexing. Guess what? Yeah. Hey, New York, Miami, you're a Thursday game now because we're starting to do that. Oof, yeah, yeah, they're going to be in your face, <laughs> and they might suck offensively. Okay, well, all right. No, no other real thoughts on the schedule other than like, as with, I, I mean, this this schedule to me looks tougher than Miami's. Especially the way it starts, which matters for kind of building momentum as a team and building, you know, having market shortened. So this is a clear, clear sign to chill the fuck out and not bet these guys for now. It is weird to see a Friday on the schedule, Patrick. Black Friday. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's look at uh, the odds. Unless there was something we're supposed to comment on. No, I, I think I think the biggest takeaway is just it's a meat grinder to start. It eases up and sentiment always swings. It, it will, and we might be looking at a some discount prices like you, you head to the bargain bin and pick up some jets with the right next to the three dollar copy of super troopers 2 you know this is a this is a bar, bargain bin at the buy kind of thing and that make the that make the playoffs price like there's no sense in laying minus 134 right now even if we succeed and it's like hey it's a three and three start which i think is a win that that number's longer i think there's there's always a you know this is what we're doing we're gambling uh, anything can happen shit i you know i've made some really bad bets over the years where a team absolutely surprised me so you know th- this team can there's a universe where they're six and oh of course and all the, all those numbers are blown up and you should have bet them but at the current prices and the current you know distribution of results that you think you're going to see over those six games i don't see a lot of spots where these numbers don't get bigger so if you want some jets, it really feels like a, a weight. And then also, you know, don't just say I'm betting the Jets on the buy. You know, really take that week. You have you have the Jets not playing that week, so you have some extra time with those numbers. Look at those box scores, dig in, watch some highlights, read some stuff, really get a feel for if you think it's the kind of team that can turn it around against an easier, uh, easier schedule. There's, there's, always, uh, there's, always, there's yeah. always the, hey, I'm ready to bet this team because they're cheap, but I'm not seeing it. They they didn't lose those games because those were tough teams and bad matchups. They yeah. lost those games because, I mean, yeah. they just, they're lost. The offense isn't clicking. They aren't getting it. Um, Cobb apparently should retire at some point here. Certainly there is precedent for an Aaron Rodgers team to improve over the balance of the season. Yeah, relax. Relax. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of examples of them kind of finishing stronger than they start, which is even more reason to just chill the hell out on these guys. Super Bowl 16 to 1 is laughable in my opinion. AFC 10 to 1. Now, I don't not I'm not ever going to play either of those. I don't think. I I I'm still like I'm still not afraid of Aaron Rodgers in a playoff scenario at all. We haven't even got we we have we've been talking about are they going to succeed in the regular season, Andy? Like this team in the playoffs, you're going to lay you you're going to take the points with the Jets against no, an elite I, offense. I'm, I'm I not. didn't I didn't actually say it out loud, but I think that's why I pointed out the make the playoffs price yeah, instead yeah. of any of the other ones as an example. Like there's a there's a case to be made for tickling a. 15 to 1 AFC East or a really big number uh, at certain points there. But my target would for sure be make playoffs. That's, I'm not excited about, oh, it's like 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Even if they come through that soft part of the schedule, it's not, you know, it's not some a team I'm super excited about backing in the playoffs. Okay. Well, win total is nine and a half minus 122 to the over. Okay. Best of luck to you getting 10 wins out of this group. Um, I think that's probably closer to a good outcome for them than an over 50% chance outcome uh, in terms of the range of outcomes. The, um, the general, um, again, like 
Could they make how many teams, sure. Yeah. Sure. How many teams hit their win total and we said they hit their win total because of the defense? Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. That's it's, a tough one. Not it's a, not it's when it's nine game. and a half. Not when it's nine and a half. Yeah, no, it's like, oh, their defense played better, so they got their seventh win and hit their yeah. win total. Yeah. Team. Like, how many teams yeah. are like, yeah, they won 10, 12? Like, there's, there are teams, and it still happens. But, yeah. boy, it's few and far between. Yeah. I will uh, I will reserve judgment for betting the the uh, the Jets in a game-by-game state as we get later in the season, depending on how the market matures. Um, if some of those spots where they're looking like favorites, they're actually pickums or dogs, then you know maybe we scoop a little by low on these guys. Uh, but right now, I think uh, the range of outcomes to me is below uh, the market fair prices, which means if I had to make a bet on anything Jets this second, uh, well, I already did make one on Quinn and Williams, which I feel remorse about. Um, but if I had to make one right now, I would just go find an all under. Yeah, a little under ladder nine eight seven six. No, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I think I think they ultimately get six or seven. Um, schedule's not that hard. Um, no, I mean you could you could take the under at plus money right now and then come back with make the playoffs, shoot for a middle. Like yeah, yeah. It's probably AFC's tough, but nine and eight is in the discussions. They've got to beat the Patriots twice to get to nine, though, right? Don't probably they? okay yeah. well you could split with those guys um okay well betting plan of attack is pretty straightforward um what's the game total is it in the high 40s that i'm playing the under um i i go flow, flow chart i oh dude i will pay to see nathaniel hackett succeed i'll pay to see it i do not mind uh, expecting these jets to land in the low twenties pretty regularly, and the offensive line is a huge factor. The skill position group is a huge factor, but Nathan, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is is number one on that list. Um, so, you know, it's too, just way too many parallels about what you were working with this year and what Denver had last year. Like the like, it's a little spooky. I got to tell you. What do we just say? Like, how often does a really good defense get to your win total when you have an old old quarterback who's just not getting it with the new offense? Oh boy! Yeah, spooky. Um, uh, you know, and Russell Wilson. I mean, by but the way, to be Russell fair, Wilson, we weren't. He, yeah, we weren't. He, he, we weren't talking about good young receivers last year with Denver or anything either. I don't know. It's it's, it's offensive offensive line that can't really pass pro is that gonna matter mm. <laughs> uh well when the uh, if rogers shows up with like a hummer h3 or whatever and do you remember that picture of wilson i do i have then do. then 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 we're fully there but yeah they, i'm just uh, i'm you know what i'm excited for andy i'm excited for robert sala to trot out greg the leg on Monday Night Football, to attempt a sixty-yard field goal to beat the Bills, Week One, because then the parallels will be perfectly complete. Um, Greg the Leg is, of course, the Jets' place kicker, and uh, uh, another parallel man. The Jets are on Monday Night Football, Week One. <laughs> it's uh, it's getting weird. Um, all right, 
Good I've never deal. yelled at my TV as much as that one. I think <laughs> that one was bad. In a game, in a game, I'm not even sure I bet that game. I was just so much. What yeah. are you? You stopped playing for yeah. no reason. Yeah, and uh, hey, I mean, it's not like Aaron Rodgers has ever been on a team before where the coach has taken the ball out of his hands in a really meaningful moment and elected to kick a field goal. The That's the never only happened. Yeah, the only <laughs> oh, positive. Yeah, <laughs> the only positive is recently. that uh, Aaron Rodgers likelihood of playing the Niners in the NFC title game is it's quite low. Game. It's quite, quite low. low. So, <laughs> that, I will give them a little bump for that. So that that is the Jets. If you have any other Jets thoughts, drop them in the in the YouTube comments. If you yep. listen to this on <clears throat> you know a podcast, obviously hit us up on Twitter. And with that, and, and Bert, Bert, Bertie's asking about the, you know, the offense well, because it's a hack. You know, it, it is a, a bit of a hack at offense. Like, I think it's it's going to be a bit of a new offense, and he does he does ask a lot out of people, and he, like this is something he's admitted. Yeah, or it's it's there is there is a learning curve to putting it together, and I get I get the positive of having Lazard and Cobb, who are some guys who've worked with him and like understand it. But there's like, I don't think it's going to be this understanding that Lafleur and Rogers had, where you know they they said, "Hey, this is, you know, this is uh, kind of a middle ground yeah. we found where you're you're going to be able to yeah. do that because because there was a bit of headbutting at first, but yeah, yeah. but I, you know he wasn't he wasn't the play caller. Yeah, that's the issue is the play sequencing, the play design. Where Hackett, I have as a borderline failing grade based on one year. And really, you know, based on what we've seen from him to this point, um, but yeah. especially last year. Uh, because, yeah, yeah. When, ha- when Hackett did call offenses, yeah. they were they were different than what we, you know, what we have in the floor offense for sure. Yeah. All right. All right.